0: Hi all of us Something I don't wanna do which made me Something I don't wanna see but I like it Something I don't wanna feel which made me Something I don't wanna be but I like it Something I don't wanna do which made me Something I don't wanna see but I like it Something I don't wanna be made me I'm very excited to be back for a second I'm gonna call it a season it's a second season a second iteration we're back for a second time around and I couldn't be more excited for those of you who are new here and don't know this is a mental health podcast where we explore and embrace the beautiful and the ugly and the safe and the terrifying and the profound and the mundane and the pleasure and the pain. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but everything that this crazy, messy human experience is um, and that a lot of the time we are discouraged from talking about, we talk about it here and we feel a sense of togetherness and we recognize that it's not just you or me going through something, it's very much all of us. So with that being said, I'm your host, Hero Bean Stevenson, and welcome back. All of Us, episode 32. Here we go. I apologize in advance for sounding a little bit croaky. My voice is a bit scratchy. I was recently over Christmas, actually, I had a pretty ripping cold. It wasn't, according to the tests, was not the old COVID, but really, in this day and age, who knows? Um, a t- I don't know, with the tests, yeah, I I got several tests kind of soon after I started feeling the symptoms, and then days after, and I tested negative with the Accurate as possible PCR, and tested negative all yeah all the time. But who knows if it was COVID or not. Um, but yeah, I was I was out of commission for quite a while. It was I think Christmas Eve I started feeling ill and was housebound um, until the 28th or so. But I'm very grateful that I got to spend the holiday with my family. Um, it was definitely a big big savior during that time I was just really going through it physically and emotionally and I think being with my mom and my aunt and the people that I really love was such a saving grace I have a lot of friends and people in my life and I know so so many people that I don't know had to spend the holiday alone and I really can't imagine what that must have been like and I hope that if that was the case for Any of you listening or any of your family that um, you found yourself healthy now and able to rejoin those that you love in your community. And if you are currently alone having to isolate for COVID reasons or for just general sort of sickness reasons or having been exposed and you don't know, um, I hope that you're listening to this and that it's making you feel a little bit less alone. Also on the topic of COVID, I definitely don't want to spend this entire time talking about it. I know that we're all sort of inundated every single day with updates and news and people's opinions, and it's just getting a bit much. Um, And I know it's very real, and it's very necessary to stay informed, and it is um, a conversation that we all need to be having right now. But for the sake of this being a mental health podcast, I'm not going to spend... Um, The majority of the time talking about it. But that being said, I just really hope that everyone is balancing um, broader awareness with a sense of perspective. Um, Something that I'll talk about a little bit later on is this idea that I've been really implementing in my own life of focusing primarily on your own reality rather than getting too caught up in the big picture. And I know that that's kind of an unrealistic ask and might seem a little bit um, sort of out of touch, but I really don't need to get into all the ways that the world is in a state of chaos in this moment, let alone the amount of content being produced in which that is the focal point, the amount of memes and movies and TV shows and videos, and there is just so much material circulating right now that focuses so heavily on this kind of apocalyptic state of the world and sort of makes this um, really dark joke about it. Um, And it's extremely overwhelming because a lot of it, most of it is very real. But for the sake of your mental health, I hope that you're all keeping your focus in check and just making sure that while you are staying informed and having this kind of greater sense of awareness that you're continuing to exist as much as you can in the present and focusing on your relationships and your own health and your day-to-day feelings and just um, sort of paying making sure that you're paying more attention to your own life and body than you are sort of the broader state of the world right now if that is something you can do moving right along into the main point of this solo episode i in preparation for the second season have been able to sit with and have conversations with some of the most inspiring and knowledgeable and dynamic and deep people that i have ever met and it really is the reason why i started the podcast and why i continue to do the podcast is just to explore my curiosity about the world and about the way that we operate within it and with each other. And for me, that happens through conversation and through connecting. And um, it's just so reassuring to meet um, some of the people that I have met along the way doing this podcast and to be able to share it with you guys is something that um, is equally meaningful to me. I think that my main thing that I know for sure in the, in this short life that I've lived at 25 years old is that we really deeply need to feel connected to one another and we need to feel that we are not alone and this podcast allows me to do that and to hopefully share that feeling with um sort of a greater community so Before I get started, I just want to say that I can't wait for you to hear all the conversations that I've been able to have for the second season and to just express my gratitude for joining me in this process. It's really all of us continuing to grow and listen and express and just do our best all together. But before getting into those other episodes in the weeks to come, I, as much as it was uncomfortable for me to make the decision to do a solo episode after having stepped away from the podcast for several months. I thought that it was a very important thing to do just because we haven't connected in quite a while. And I don't know, man, I'm definitely a very different... Actually, I'm not that different of a person, but (laughs) I've experienced so many things and so many shifts and just a lot of life since last recording a solo episode which I think was only one time last season that I thought it would be an important thing to just kind of get familiar and close again before I sort of lead you guys down a lot of other different routes with a lot of other different people I think just um it's silly to say like, I feel like a YouTuber, like a blogger or something being like, we're going to sit down and get personal because nobody is actually here. It's just me in, uh, in my living room. But I think that it is important for you guys to feel a sense of familiarity with me and kind of get to know where I'm at, especially if you've never listened to the show before. Um, yeah, to just get um, a sense of who I am and what I've learned recently and my goals for the year and, and all of that, just so that in the weeks to come, you feel like you know who's, who's taking the wheel of these conversations that I hope you keep listening to. So here we go. It is a new year, 2022. I'm recording this currently on January 9th. 7 43 p.m the night before it will come out and it's really wild i keep seeing the the one sort of like meme i guess that keeps catching my eyes the one that's like it's 2022 and i'm still processing 2019 it really is true i had dinner with a friend the other night and she told me that it feels like we are all two years younger than we really are we entered this two years ago and at a certain place in our lives and with a certain momentum and it all kind of shifted so rapidly that I feel personally like I haven't been able to process that much of it and all of a sudden here I am at 25 years old and even though that is still very very young I feel like I'm 23 still it's um it's really crazy and it's a uh, a sort of unbelievable reality to come to terms with especially because in the, I think everyone has done such a crazy, amazing job at sort of shifting and adapting their lives to continue on their way within the last two years. It isn't like everything has just sort of come to a screeching halt. For me, I experienced more in the last two years than I ever really have in my adult life, even though, again, my adult life hasn't been that long. <laughs> um, I just experienced things that I never had and on such a deep, profound level that I am so tremendously grateful for and that if I really take a minute to step back and think about everything that I've experienced in the last two years since the pandemic started, it's just completely overwhelming and it, um, it can be all sort of really hard to process at once. But to that point, something that I wrote on New Year's that to me... I've been holding very close and has been very necessary um, in order for me to sort of to process everything in a way that's been effective and peaceful and not crazy making is just this reminder that we're on a continuum and that there is so much pressure and emotional weight in holding each year as this great big permanent time capsule whose lid is sealed and Moments are cemented in one particular form as soon as it's midnight and everyone cheers and then it's like, okay, time to start reflecting on last year as last year and release all this stuff and welcome all this new opportunity. All of that is amazing, but I definitely, especially having had such a profound year filled with so many experiences that I will always hold very close for the rest of my life, this pressure to all of a sudden deem that last year and move into this new year without all of it was just kind of a painful concept for me and so yeah I wrote this reminder to myself that um, to remember that we're on a continuum and to release what feels unnecessary and what is holding you back and limiting your growth or bringing you down but to carry with you what feels healthy and positive and dear to you and To also feel free to revisit the past um, and think about memories and think about the relationships that you made and things that are sentimental to you and that you feel very close to. Um, But also, while doing all of that, just be wholeheartedly open to what is coming, that you are here now and just to relax and give yourself love. Those, to me, have been really important reminders as we enter this new year. I definitely got pretty, um, I know I keep saying this word, but just overwhelmed by everyone sort of posting about and reaching out to me about it being a new year and releasing last year. And it just seemed a bit inauthentic. So I think that I just would like to remind everyone that just because it's all of a sudden 2022 does not mean that your last month didn't happen, and the month before that didn't happen, and the seasons before that didn't happen. It's all just the previous days, months, years, all of it. Um, It's just another day of doing our best and growing and experiencing new things. And yeah, Um, and something that too, so I've been sort of carrying that note around with me. It's something that I actually on paper wrote down as I do a lot of the things that I need to sort of hold close to to myself at any given time, um so I've been carrying that one around for quite a while for the last um couple of weeks. It's only been actually nine days since New Year's, so what well, feels like a while, but just several days I've been carrying that one around and then today I came across this quote by young Pueblo, and it was eerily similar um but just rang very true to me once again, and it is this. It is only heavy because you are deciding over and over to carry it. Embrace change. Loosen up your sense of identity. Let yourself walk a new path. You do not have to ignore or erase the past. You just have to wholeheartedly embrace the present and move on. So that to me, the especially I think um, I sort of went through some big shifts at the very end of the year that felt extremely scary to have to, I did have to let go of of something very big in my life, but sort of accepting that with the idea of not having to erase the past in order to move on has been something that has been very important to me um, and to my mental health right now. That being said, I really do enjoy the reflection that the milestone of a new year sort of brings about, and I thought that I would make that the guiding theme of this little one-person conversation, or I guess like rambling that I'm doing. Um, So I asked you guys some questions on the Instagram of the podcast, and I also came up with a few sort of reflective guiding prompts myself, and the first one that I thought that I would start with is things that have been making me happy. So the number one thing that I can think of is my relationships. Um, Earlier this summer, I read a book by Dr. Samantha Boardman, who I really hope to have on the podcast soon, and it's called Everyday Vitality. And one of the main through lines of the book that I really was sort of struck by, it's so simple, but I think it's really... Um, It's a big departure from a lot of the kind of introspection and isolated self-reflection that a ton of self-help books promote. And it's the concept that vitality doesn't come from disengaging with the world while you, quote, find yourself, but that it comes from living well within the world. So she explains in the book that self-focused attention can be productive in the short term, Um, that we need self-reflection to process experiences so that we can learn from them and move forward. But too much self-reflection can result in self-absorption, which can really um, entrench us in ruminative thoughts. And getting locked in our own heads can be counterproductive, isolating us from others and closing us off from opportunities to expand our minds and exercise our bodies and stretch our souls. As I've said, the end of this past year was for me a time of shock and immense pain and I felt very lost and suddenly very alone and unsure of myself and where I was in my life. It was very overwhelming and if you would have shown me where I was at the end of the year in the weeks, months, years before, if you would have shown me sort of or explained to me, this is what's going to happen to you or for you, I should say, actually. Um, This is what's going to happen for you. This is the direction your life is going to go at the end of this year. What is going to happen? How are you going to react? I would have said, knowing how I reacted in the past to... Challenging, very painful situations, I would have said, Oh, unfortunately, I'm probably going to isolate myself a lot. I'm probably going to feel very lonely. I'm going to disengage with my friends. I'm not going to want to share much of what is going on as it's happening. I'm going to wait a very long time, as I have with painful things in the past, and then share when I feel ready to, which who knows when that will be. And it's interesting because I'm actually very, as I look back on the last couple of months, I'm really proud of the way that I naturally took care of myself and reacted to the situation and proceeded from the situation. And it didn't even occur to me. It's not like I was very tempted to do all of the things that I just mentioned, isolating myself and distancing myself. And then I like after remembering this type of thing that I had read over the summer or um, sort of drilling myself with the quote-unquote healthy thing to do, then I kind of engaged with my friends and leaned on my friends. It didn't even really take any of that. It was a very natural thing. I immediately expressed to the people that I love and trust most in my life what I was going through and how I needed them to be there for me and I really sort of vulnerably asked them for that support and for that help and for that I am so deeply proud of myself which I think is something that a lot of people don't really say very often for something that's not like an award or something like that Um, but yeah just in the way that I showed up for myself and took care of myself um, in the light of the theme that Dr. Boardman wrote about, which is really sort of immersing yourself within your community and within your world rather than retreating when you need to kind of quote-unquote find yourself, which is definitely something that um, I needed to do, I guess, at the end of the year. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of, of where I went with that situation, and um, it really showed me how much my relationships, my friendships, my relationship with my family bring me so much joy and happiness. Something else that has been making me very happy lately is discovering more about who I am without any kind of judgment um, and really listening to my innermost being and exploring who that is and the things that she likes and doesn't like and wants and needs The people that I want around me and don't want around me at this point in my life. Um, Yeah, I think that in the last several months, I have been distracting myself a lot from really honestly listening to myself in the sense that I am growing and evolving. I think that I got really attached to this one static version of myself And I had a whole plan for her, and I thought that I very much knew what she wanted, what she liked, what her goals were, and that was rooted in a lot of attachment to various things in my life. And as those attachments kind of naturally broke at the end of the year, I was able to really look at myself in... A very raw and new way that I hadn't in a really long time. And it has allowed me to discover all these new things about who I am at this point in my life and who I'm becoming and who I want to be becoming. And I've been really focusing on allowing myself to learn all of these new things and feel all of these new things without any kind of judgment, as expected or unexpected, the things that I'm learning. I think it's sometimes very scary when new sides of ourselves are revealed. Um, They can be surprising and foreign and appealing or really unappealing, and I think just allowing all of that to come without any kind of judgment is an amazing thing, and it's something that has been making me very, very happy right now. Another prompt that I was asked, and that I think is a really important and revealing one to focus on is things that the last year has taught me, or not even the last year, but the last couple months, the last two years like things that I've just basically been taught um, by myself and others and life recently. Um, And the main one is to really accept every moment and relationship and interaction and expression and feeling, basically to accept every single thing in life that you encounter as a teacher. That, for me, has been extremely um, important in terms of what I have learned and what lessons I have been applying recently. Um, I, as I've mentioned a couple times, experienced some major shifts in the final months of the year, and I was faced with some very big moments that made it really tempting to self-blame and judge and nitpick and just completely ruminate on my actions um, and every move that I had made and everything that I had expressed And I very quickly realized that if I had continued down that path, it would be just completely paralyzing, that I was making myself so anxious and so low and ultimately leading myself to a place in which nothing could really happen. Um, I realized that I'm only human, I'm constantly trying to improve upon myself, but that being said... Each and every experience of mine consists of, and this, honestly, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I really believe that this applies to all of us. Each and every experience of mine consists of me doing usually the best with what knowledge I have in any given situation. I think that we are all constantly learning, um... But in any given moment, we only have as much information and as much experience and knowledge as we've accumulated thus far. And we're all doing our best with that information. But again, when you look back on a situation, more times than not, we will be tempted to judge the choices that we made. um, And we will be very tempted to think, oh, if only I knew now. Or if only I knew then what I knew now. But the truth is, we will never know then what we know now um, that will never be possible so we really do need to stop judging ourselves and I learned that in a very difficult way I was really judging um, every sort of move that I had made in the last weeks and months and I ultimately came to this place where I had no choice but to kind of surrender to the reality that I did my absolute best Um, with the information that I had in that moment um, and the feelings that I had and the impulses that I had and the needs that I had. Um, And I think that a lot of the time when something happens that is not what we expected and that is painful and shocking, we tend to immediately discount every feeling and instinct and intuition that led us there. All of a sudden when the moment is so painful and uncomfortable that has ultimately come of all of those things, we all of a sudden think, oh my god, I was so wrong about all of those things that I felt and thought and I wish that I had been completely different and I my thought process was wrong and my actions were wrong and we immediately moved to blaming those things rather than crediting and honoring them when really they were very authentic. We're not kind of moving around day to day experiencing and feeling and thinking these totally like ludicrous things. Everything that we think and feel and experience within ourselves is very real in that moment. And wherever it lands us, as uncomfortable as that place is, or as great as that place is, the things that got us there really do deserve to be honored and trusted. And so something that I've learned is to really trust um, each move that I've made, whether it landed me somewhere beautiful or really awful in that moment. I think just trusting that they have all been a part of my process and I am constantly growing and that I am where I need to be right now, um, as kind of corny as that sounds. It's been a very important lesson for me. I think that when suddenly where we've landed in our lives is a place that's really uncomfortable or not what we expected or shocking, it's very easy to ruminate over the entire Encounter, or relationship, or turn of events, or your state of being in the last however long, um, and that rumination does not really propel your propel you forward at all. Rather, it can very quickly suck you back into a place that leads nowhere. So, the thing that I have found to be most important to keep at front of mind is to really stay here now and accept the reality of your current underlying current situation because it's very easy to exist in the past or freak out about the future Um, but really right now is what is real and honor the information and the feelings and the sensations that the relationship or the experience gave you beautiful or messy and allow those things to teach you rather than to completely overwhelm you with regret or opportunities to have done things differently or gone in a different direction um, that really kind of gets you nowhere. you are here right now the decisions you made got you here and all we can do is honor that truth and allow everything to be a teacher to you moving forward Um, guaranteed if you let them be teachers to you and if you use them your relationships, your encounters, your feelings, all of it, they will enrich whatever comes next. Another very big lesson, or I guess it's a a lesson and a goal. It's something that I really sort of articulated to myself this year or last year, I guess, um, but that I want to carry into this year as a goal to continue um, living in, which is to focus on the immediate realities rather than focusing mainly on the big idea or getting this attachment to a big idea. Um, So Brianna Wiest, who is a sort of young philosophical writer, um, has an essay where she wrote, we begin to believe that a static idea can represent a dynamic evolving being. The ways we don't live up to the ideas in our minds become our greatest grievances. I think sometimes we get attached to the structures because we don't like the contents. We are more invested in how we're perceived than in who we are, in the status of the job title than the actual day-to-day work of the job, in the do you promise to love me forever than in the actual day-to-day loving. This is to say we're more comforted by the ideas of what things are as opposed to what they really are. So this quote to me, Resonated so much because I am somebody who you guys, I think at this point, know really takes comfort in a plan, in an idea of myself, in goals. Um, I get very attached to a certain picture of who I'm going to be, which is something that I've definitely learned to let go of more and more as I've gotten a bit more mature. But um, sort of early in my mental health, journey when I first went to college in New York in 2014, I was very attached to this idea of myself as a thriving student in New York with an internship at this fashion magazine. And I was so, I mean, from before I applied to the college, I only applied to that college. I knew I was going there. I applied nowhere else. I was so attached to this idea of who I was going to be. And I got there And I was getting straight A's, and I did have my internship, and I was doing so well there, and I was getting all of this validation. But the inner workings of my day-to-day and my health and how I really was, all of that was completely disintegrating and falling apart. But the idea was remaining intact because I was so attached to preserving it and to making it keep going. But really the immediate realities of my situation were completely unraveling, um, sort of at the mercy of this of me sort of holding on to this big idea. And again, years later, and I recognized that as being a big a big issue and something that I needed to overcome. and it was something that unfortunately led me to some very serious mental health repercussions that I've been working on ever since. but, In another version, the same thing sort of happened again this past year where I found myself so attached to this idea of myself and my life and the trajectory of my life because of where I was in the last year or two years. I became so comforted by this big idea that not only I saw, but the people around me too saw. And I think everyone was sort of looking at me and my life and going, oh, here, like, she's really figured it out. Here she is. Here is her little situation. It's all so comfortable and beautiful. And I took so much comfort in this new idea of who I was. And I really did think to myself, like, this is great. I really can kind of settle into this. I don't really need to rethink anything. This is where I'm going to be. This is the trajectory I'll be coasting down for the rest of as far as the eye can see, and really in a lot of ways, and that's not to say I was completely falling apart at the seams, um, I've been doing wonderfully, and um, I've been I've been healthy and, and good, but in a lot of ways I was really regressing in the last months, and um, really backsliding in some ways, uh, with my mental health included, I, I was not doing very well um, in a lot of ways and not, not so consistently but it was definitely um, me experiencing big bouts of regression in terms of my health and my mental health and my behavior with myself and um, things that have been very hard to admit to myself but I was very much regressing and again because this idea was holding up and the kind of big picture of myself was seemingly chugging right along, I neglected focusing on the immediate reality of my behavior and my relationship to myself and the people around me. And because of the big picture, I, and how sort of set in stone it all seemed, I was neglecting my immediate reality and my actual state of being. And I would have this internal dialogue that would notice all of these places where I was backsliding and regressing and ways in which I could very much have been improving and that were going wrong. But I would go, well, you know what? I have all of these other things. My life looks like this big picture. So it must not be that bad. Like, because my life is this, because this is my identity, the rest of the stuff, like, it'll work itself out. But it's fine. Like, it'll all fix itself. The picture is maintaining itself. Um, but that did not sustain. And I really don't think that for a lot of people and in a lot of cases that that can sustain the big picture this kind of set in stone tableau of what our life is going to be and who we are going to be does not exist it's definitely this thing that we create for ourselves based on our dreams our feelings our perception of ourselves in that moment but it doesn't happen without the day-to-day and the minute-to-minute. that Those things are really all that exist. And thank God, because if we were to decide the trajectory of our lives, I mean, for most of us, there are some people that I think kind of work it out for themselves very young and follow this life trajectory and, like, maybe it works out in this fantasy way. I don't really know, but I think I've heard some fantasy story of it going that way. I'm not sure. But I think for most people... If we were given this opportunity to, especially at a younger age, decide what the rest of our life was going to look like, and it actually did go that way, then what a shame. Because I think, or I know, the people that we turn into, even on a month-to-month basis, usually have different goals and have different things that they need or want or feel. Um, And so for that reason... The thing that I have learned is so important to focus on is myself today when I was going through the hardest moment of of the, the last couple of months. Um, it was right around Christmas time or maybe even a bit before that. My mom, who um, works an AA program, this is a thing I think that they say and it really helped me in my time of extreme pain is she would come to me and she would say hero the good thing is that all you have to do is Monday it would be Monday and she'd go all you have to do is Monday or all you have to do is Tuesday and by that she meant that the only thing that I needed to be focusing on in that moment was doing that day and that moment to the best of my ability and in a way that was authentic and nurturing positive and and that is a big thing that I have learned um, not only this year but in the last several years that sort of latching on to this big picture idea of who we are supposed to be is not something that is conducive to a positive state of being or a positive trajectory forward moving on to another topic that somebody actually asked me about was something or some things that I want to shift or change in the new year. And the biggest one for me is spending less time impulsively checking my phone. This is what I have come to realize is a nervous tick of mine. Um, I definitely have been feeling pretty anxious lately. Not all the time, but I'll have these kind of big moments of anxiety. And the thing that I have come to recognize as the biggest cue or sort of like revealer of my anxiety is when I impulsively check my phone. And what this looks like is me opening, usually Instagram. I'm not really on any other social media platform at all. And I don't really have any other apps on my phone that I am prone to impulsively checking. Um, Nobody is really... Flooding my email inbox. Um, I'm not someone that has a zillion texts coming in all the time. So the one thing that I am definitely prone to impulsively checking is Instagram. Just like I think is the case for a lot of other people. And the impulsive thing that I do is I'll check it. I'll. I'm not really much of a scroller, but I'll definitely like look at stories and look at notifications that I have, and then I'll close the app. And ideally, I like to check maybe once a day. But this, especially when I'm feeling anxious, turns into tens of times a day. And it really ends up feeling awful. I don't need to be checking it. Um, I don't rely on social media for work or anything like that. And I've come to kind of realize that it exists as this mental cotton candy in a way. Um and here's what I mean by that. When you first do indulge in it, it's delicious and just overwhelmingly satisfying. It doesn't even look real., um, it's super fun to consume, but after a few minutes of it, you've had a total sugar high, your head hurts, you feel jittery, your fingers are in this case, With this social media analogy, your mental stability is covered in sticky, horrible residue. And then after all of that, you're still hungry. It has not been satisfying. You're still hungry. It's been empty calories. Um, That to me is what social media is. And again, this is my version of social media. I know a lot of people depend on it for work, they have to do it, they do it in a very sort of structured and healthy way. This is just my sort of version of impulsively checking Instagram for no reason when I am anxious. And not doing that is something, or doing that is something that I want to shift in the new year. Um, yeah, not something that makes me feel good, something I want to shift. That's the biggest one. I think the second thing is just kind of staying light and easy and taking the, I tend to be A pretty morbid thinker. I'm a very emotional person and very introspective and sentimental and reflective and I can make just day-to-day existence within my own, between my own two ears as my mom would say, so in my own brain. It can get very heavy and as much as there is beauty in that, um, it's also exhausting and a choice. And this year, I choose to keep things light and easy and not take everything so seriously because I think I deserve to live in a space mentally that's just nice. (laughs) I think that's the right word, just nice. That would be great for 2022. That's another shift that I would like to make. Um, And then for the final topic of the evening for this variety show that i've put on um some things that i want to continue doing are first of all feeding myself which i know you guys are well aware has been a big journey of mine but feeding myself intuitively which i've obviously spent years figuring out how to do but recently i've actually been very good at that in the last several weeks, I've kind of rediscovered this whole, actually, it hasn't even been a rediscovery. It's been a new discovery of this certain way that I need to be eating that I really haven't in the past. And I think I had really attached myself to these certain eating habits that I formed when I allowed myself to enjoy food again years ago, when I first sort of initially overcame my really restrictive eating within the eating disorder, I sort of immediately figured out the way that healthy eating was going to look for me and the way that it worked for me. And I got really attached all of a sudden to this new relationship that I had to food, which was really positive and great and gave me a lot of what I needed and what my body needed um, at that time. But I became so, I think when people figure out a quote-unquote, right, whatever, a healthy way of eating for them and it seems to work, it's very easy, especially when you live a very health-conscious con- health life, to get very attached to a certain way of eating and to not really um, reassess what you may need down the line and how it needs to change, I think, not even just in food, but in a lot of different facets of life when something, it's like when when it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like when something's not um, really doing anything wrong, it's hard to kind of reassess or know that you do need to reassess. And intuitively in the last several weeks, I really just felt that I needed a big shift in terms of the way that my diet looked and I did it. And I've been eating in a much different way than I have in the last couple of years. And it's been amazing. My body feels great. I have so much energy Um It's just, it's been so healthy um, and wonderful. So that's been a big thing that I have done and that I will continue doing into the new year is really staying attuned to what my body needs in terms of nourishment um, in this stage of my life. And it's going to keep changing and that's okay. Another thing that I would like to continue doing into this new year is remaining curious Um, It's kind of a broader one, but obviously with um, even just restarting the podcast for a second season, it's something that I was kind of apprehensive about um, and unsure if I should do, but really just staying curious and feeding that. I think curiosity is something that to me especially is so important, not only in myself, but in the people around me. And being courageous in feeding that need is something that is leading me to restart the podcast for a second season and continue reading and challenging myself and making new relationships with people that inspire me. Um, And it's, it's only led me to really beautiful things in the past. And it's something that I think is going to be very important in terms of me evolving into who I hope to Evolve into whoever she is. Um, I think being curious is going to be a very big part of that. I know it is So that's something that I want to continue doing And the last thing that I would like to mention in terms of things that I've been Doing a lot recently that I love and that I will continue doing into the new year uh, Is engaging in rituals that are important to me. So for me, especially recently, that looks like a lot of different self-care rituals Um, Actually, I wouldn't say a lot, but a few that I engage in with a lot of intention and that are very sacred to my day-to-day routine and maintenance of mental well-being. And what's just as important as continuing to engage in these self-care rituals for me in general is allowing a lot of flexibility around them um, in order to meet whatever needs that I May have in that moment. So, a big example of this is my meditation practice. For me, that is a self care ritual that is extremely crucial for my just overall quality of life and state of calm and just sharpness and everything. It's so important to me. But something that was happening at the end of the year and sort of into the new year was my normal sort of tm version of meditation which is a lot of just kind of sitting in silence and really observing your breath and your thoughts I was just not in a place for that to be happening effectively I was trying as best as I could to engage in my meditation practice in that way and I was finding myself just going absolutely crazy and forcing myself to try to do it in the way that I was used to doing it and expecting for it to be just as effective even though I was feeling in no way connected to that practice was just a completely futile effort. It was not happening and finally um, after a kind of a short time in which I was being really critical of myself and questioning um, just kind of everything. I was like, what am I doing? I'm so like focused on my self-care and my this and that and I can't even sit and meditate. I let go of that very quickly and pivoted to engaging in meditations that would work for me and serve me during that time of really heightened anxiety and emotion and pain and and all of that, I actually um with the help of my meditation teacher who's been on the podcast before, Megan Monahan, she introduced me to a few different meditations that, while providing that sort of meditative state of mind, allowed me to externalize all of the busyness that was keeping me from engaging in what would have been my normal sort of quiet still practice. Um, before. And so the main thing that I started doing is something called tapping, which is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what it is, but um, it's kind of consists of tapping different points on your head and face and neck and chest in this rhythmic pattern while repeating um, a mantra that you create for yourself, which sounds, (laughs) it sounds kind of um, like silly and something you would do like sitting around a fire. But truly, it's been the most amazing thing. And I do it in the morning and sometimes at night. And it is so effective in just connecting you with your mind and your body and making you feel very safe in your physical presence, which is something that I very much have needed in the last couple of months. Um, I think that with traditional meditation when you already are so in your head and feeling so floaty and ungrounded and anxious, while it can be very effective to observe your thoughts and your breath and to try as best you can to get quiet up there in your mind, sometimes it's just not realistic and you need to feel your physical body, and you need to feel grounded, and you need to move and engage in a little bit more of an active way, and that is something that the tapping has really been effective in allowing me to do. Um, and it's also just a, a wonderful example of adapting um, your self-care rituals to whatever you need them to be in order to serve the place that you are in whatever moment you might be in, and and what that what that requires um, to get you feeling your best and then in terms of other rituals that I've been really enjoying um, I think they all kind of have to do with my body and making me feel connected and grounded in my physical body that has just been such an important thing for me and um, I definitely foresee it being an important thing for me in the year Um, looking forward so for me body brushing has been really important which is just the act of brushing yourself with I don't know if you've seen a body brush it's kind of like a a loofah type thing but it's a brush it's made out of like some kind of plant material Um, I'm not really sure but it's this little brush and you use it um, I use it when I wake up in the morning and I'm out of the shower or even if I don't take a shower in the morning, I do it anyways. And you move kind of in sweeping motions. You do it naked, obviously, um, on your just straight on your skin. And you do it kind of, you start at your feet and you go up your legs and then you start at your fingers and you go up your arms and you do it all in these sweeping motions towards your heart. And it's amazing for a lot of reasons. Um, it removes dead skin cells and makes your skin very soft, but then it also gets your blood flowing Um, And it just makes your body feel so good. And for me too, it's just a really great moment to be with my body and look at my body and touch my body and feel connected to it and give it gratitude and all the things. It's just, again, um, as with the tapping meditation, it's been so important to me in the last several weeks and couple of months to feel very much connected to my body um, and grounded in my body. Um, And that has just been very healing and amazing. So, yeah, I would say that those two are the biggest rituals that I will carry into the new year. Um, And then doing this podcast and continuing to challenge myself and um, I'm going back to school. I'm in school again. Um, I've been doing this master's program for the last... I think I've been in it now for a little over a year. But I was on a bit of a break and now tomorrow actually I start back. So continuing with school and hopefully getting to see friends more and more as the world hopefully opens up again, hopefully. I don't know. Everything with this COVID is a big hopefully. <laughs> but I hope I get to see more. Fr- I am I'm seeing friends now, but we're being careful and I hope that it more of that gets to happen in a in a little bit more of a free way. But that's all I would say. Thank you so much for whoever is still listening to this for listening. Um it's been fun. <laughs> it's been great. I can't wait for you all to hear the conversations that we have coming up. I'm so excited about them and the people I just cannot say enough good things about they're doing such important things in the mental health space and beyond that, just living lives that are very inspiring and deep and introspective and and all the things we like here in this community. So I really look forward to sharing those with you in the weeks and months to come, and I'm so glad that we're back together, and I love you. Bye!